Hi, I'm Shaw. I'm Ollie. And we are Creeping It in the Family, a podcast where we do details about all things horror. Episode 56. Episode 56. It's going to be when it comes out. Which is Sorry, now. I was at work the other day and I was, because I, I watched The Strangers before yeah. this and I was sat there like, you know, like when, you know, I can film when someone's thinking of those like equations and stuff going through <laughs> red and I'm like, what episode will it be? I was like, 56. Yeah, it comes out on Thursday. So my midweek, this one, I'm going for a, you can argue what it is, but I, I'd call it a creepypasta because there's no evidence to suggest that it actually t- took place and it was on a website. It was on a horror wiki or something. Yeah. So it's something someone's made up, but I think it is based off things that did actually happen. That's, this is the shit they do in like Area the, 51. Yeah, shit, this, this, this is why it's on the, like people say it's on the fence between what did it actually happen or was it a creepypasta because things very similar have taken place. Just because this horrific story, it this particular one might not be true. There are others that have been proven to be like human human testing and stuff. Yeah. But there is a little bit on that at the end that I've added on. That okay. I did a bit of research on. So the Russian sleep experiment, I've scored to the bottom. Russian researchers in the late 1940s kept five people awake for 15 days using an experimental gas-based stimulant. They were kept in a sealed environment to carefully monitor their oxygen intake so the gas didn't kill them since it was toxic in high concentrations. This was before closed circuit cameras so they had only microphones and five inch thick glass porthole sized windows into the chamber to monitor them. The chamber was stocked with boots, cots to sleep on but no bedding, running water and a toilet and enough dried food to last all five for over a month. The test subjects were political prisoners deemed enemies of the state during World War II. Everything was fine for the first five days. The subjects hardly complained, having been promised, falsely, that they would be freed if they submitted to the test and did not sleep for 30 days. Their conversation and activities were monitored and it was noted that they continued to talk about increasingly increasingly traumatic incidents in their past and the general tone of their conversations took on a darker aspect after the four-day mark. After five days, they started to complain about the circumstances and events that led them to where they were and started to demonstrate severe paranoia. They stopped talking to each other and began alternately alternately whispering to the microphones and one way mi- and the one way mirrored potholes potholes which is where the windows were potholes <laughs> every time i see it i think potholes you Olive, oliver has a problem with potholes oliver is yeah. like on our road oliver is the chief in north lincolnshire council complaint yeah, <laughs> for potholes because otherwise it fucks your car right so Oddly, they all seemed to think they could win the trust of the experimenters by turning over their comrades, the other subjects in in captivity with them. At first, the researchers suspected this was an effect of the gas itself. After nine days, the first of them started screaming. He rang the length of the chamber, repeatedly yelling at the top of his lungs for three hours straight. He continued attempting to scream, but was only able to produce occasional squeaks. The researchers postulated that he had physically torn his vocal cords. The most surprising thing about this behaviour is how the other captives reacted to it, or rather didn't react to it. They continued whispering to the microphones until the second of the captives started to scream. The two non-screening captives took the books apart, smeared page after page with their own faeces and pasted them calmly over the glass portholes. The screaming promptly stopped. So did the whispering and the microphones. After three more days passed, the researchers checked the microphones hourly to make sure they were working, since they thought it impossible that no sound could be coming with five people inside. The oxygen consumption in the chamber indicated that all five must still be alive. In fact, it was the amount of oxygen five people would consume at a very heavy level of strenuous exercise. On the morning of the 14th day, the researchers did something they would not do to get a reaction from the captives. They would not do... Yeah. 
that's written weird. They used the intercom inside the chamber, hoping to provoke any response from the captives. They were afraid were either dead or vegetables. So basically, um, the, the the plan was to lock them in there, and they have no contact with anyone. Yeah. And on the fourteenth day, they thought we're going to have to try and get. It. We we need to know if they're still alive because they've covered the glass up with shitty books and stuff. Yeah. They announced, we are opening the chamber to test the microphones. Step away from the door and lie flat on the floor or you will be shot. Compliance will earn one of your immediate, one of your immediate freedom. To their surprise, they heard a single phrase in a calm voice respond, we no longer want to be freed. Debate broke out about um, amongst the researchers and the military forces funding the research. Unable to provoke any more response using the intercom, it was finally decided to open the chamber at midnight on the 15th day. The chamber was flushed of the stimulant gas and filled with fresh air and immediately voices from the microphone began to object. Three different voices began begging as if pleading for the life of a loved one to return for the gas to be turned back on. The chamber was opened and the soldiers sent in to retrieve the test subjects. They began to scream louder than ever and so did the soldiers when they saw what was inside. Four of the five subjects were still alive although no one could rightly call the state of any of them in life. The food rations past day five had not been so much as touched. There were chunks of meat from the dead test subjects, thighs and chest stuffed into the drain in the centre of the chamber, blocking the drain and allowing four inches of water to accumulate on the floor. Precisely how much of the water on the floor was actually blood was never determined. All four surviving test subjects also had large portions of muscle and skin torn away from their bodies. The destruction of flesh and exposed bone on the fingertips indicated that the wounds were inflicted by hand, not with teeth, as the researchers initially thought. So they've been ripping it off with their own hands, the, the flesh, off their own bodies. Closer examination of the position and angles of the wounds indicated that most of them were all self-inflicted. The abdominal organs below the ribcage of all four test subjects had been removed, while the heart, lungs and diaphragm remained in place. The skin and most of the muscles attached to the ribs had been ripped off, exposing the lungs through the ribcage. All the blood vessels and organs remained intact. They had just been taken out and laid on the floor, fanning out around the eviscerated eviscerated but still living bodies of the subjects the the digestive tract of all four could be seen to be working digesting food it quickly became apparent that they were digesting what they was digesting was their own flesh that they had ripped off and eaten over the course of days most of the soldiers were russian special operatives at the facility but still many refused to return to the chamber to remove the test subjects they continued to be screamed to be left in the chamber and alternately begged and demanded that the gas be turned back on lest they fell asleep. To everyone's surprise, the test subjects put up a fierce fight in the process of being removed from the chamber. One of the Russian soldiers died from having his throat ripped out, another was gravely injured by having his testicles ripped off and an artery in his leg severed by one of the subject's teeth. Another five of the soldiers lost their lives if you count the ones that committed suicide in the weeks following the incident. In the struggle, one of the four living subjects had had his spleen ruptured and he bled out mo- almost immediately. The medical researchers attempted to sedate him, but this proved impossible. He was, inject- he was injected with more than ten times a human dose of morphine and still fought like a con- cornered animal, breaking the ribs. I thought you said he still, and he still fought like a con. I was no. like, what? Still fighting like a cornered animal. Breaking the ribs and arm of one doctor. Shit me. One heart heart was seen to be beat for a full two minutes after he bled out to the point where there was more air in his vascular system than blood. Even after it stopped, he continued to scream and flail for another three minutes, struggling to attack anyone in reach and repeated the word, more, over and over, weaker and weaker, until he finally fell silent. 
The surviving three test subjects were heavily restrained and moved to a medical facility. The two intact with vocal cords continuously begging for the gas to be demanding to be kept awake. The most injured of the three was taken to the only surgical operating room in the facility. In, this, in the process of preparing the subject to have his organs placed back in with its body, it was found that he was effectively immune to the sedative they had given him to prepare him for the surgery. He fought furiously against his restraints when the anaesthetic gas was brought out to put him under. He managed to tear most of the way through a four-inch wide leather strap on one wrist, even though the weight of a 200-pound soldier holding that wrist as well, or as well as even through the weight of a 200-pound soldier mm. holding that wrist as well. It took only a little more anaesthetic than normal to put him under, and the instant his eyelids fluttered and closed, his heart stopped. In the autopsy of the test subject that died on the operating table, it was found that his, his blood had tripled the normal level of oxygen. His muscles that were still attached to his skeleton were badly torn, and he had nine broken bones in the struggle to not be subdued. Most of them were in from the force of his own muscles. He had a, from the, his own muscles when he exerted, mm. so like they were tearing when he was fighting because he was that weak, but then also that strong. If you get me, yeah, I get you. His vocal cords destroyed. He was unable to beg or object to surgery, and he had only reacted by shaking his head violently in disapproval when the anaesthetic gas was brought near him. He shook his head yes when someone suggested reluctantly they try the surgery without anaesthetic and did not react for the entire six-hour procedure of replacing his abdominal organs and attempting to cover them with what remained of his skin. The surgeon presiding stated repeatedly that it should be medically possible for the, it shouldn't be medically possible for the patient to still be alive. One terrified nurse assisting the surgery stated that she had seen the patient's mouth curl in, into a smile several times whenever his eyes met hers. When the surgery ended, the subject looked at the surgeon and began to wheeze loudly, loudly, attempting to talk while struggling. Assuming this must be something of drastic importance, the surgeon had a pen and, pen and, pen and pad fetched so the patient could write his message. It was simple. Keep cutting. The other two test subjects were given the same surgery, both without anaesthetic as well, although they had to be injected with a paralytic for the duration of the operation. The surgeon found it impossible to perform the operation while the patients laughed continuously. Once paralysed, the subjects could only follow the attending researchers with their eyes. The paralytic cleared their system in an abnormally short period of time and they were soon trying to escape their bonds. The moment they could speak, they were again asking for the stimulant gas. The researchers tried asking why they had injured, injured themselves, why they had ripped out their own guts and why they wanted to be given the gas again. Only one response was given, I must remain awake. All three subjects' restraints were reinforced and they were placed back into the chamber awaiting demonstration as to what should be done with them. Determination. The researchers facing the wrath of their military benefactors for having failed the stated goals of their project considered euthanizing the surviving subjects. The commanding officer, an ex-KGB, instead saw potential and wanted to see what would happen if they were put put back on the gas. The researchers strongly objected but were overruled. In preparation for BLC for being sealed in the chamber again, the subjects were connected to an EEG monitor and had their restraints padding for long-term confident confinement. Sorry. To every to everyone's surprise, all three stopped struggling the moment it was let slip that they were going back on the gas. It was obvious that at this point, all three were putting up a great struggle to stay awake. One of the subjects that could speak was humming loudly and continuously. The mute subject was straining his legs against the leather bonds with all his might. First left, then right, then left again for something to focus on. The remaining subject was holding his head off his pillow and blinking rapidly. Having been the first to be wired for an for a EEG, most of the researchers were monitoring his brainwaves in surprise. They were normal most of the time, but sometimes flatlined inexplicably. It looked as if he was repeatedly suffering brain death before returning to normal. 
As they focused on paper scrolling out of the brainwave monitor, only one nurse saw his eyes slip shut, and at the same moment his head hit the pillow. His brainwaves, brainwaves immediately changed to that of a deep sleep, then flatlined for the last time as his heart simultaneously stopped. The only remaining subject that could that could speak started screaming to be sealed in now. His brainwaves showed the same flat lines as the one who had just died from falling asleep. The, com the commander gave the order to seal the chamber with both subjects inside, as well as three researchers. One of the one of the named three immediately drew his gun and shot the commander point, point blank between the eyes, then turned the gun on the mute subject and blew his own brains out as well. He pointed his gun at the remaining subject, still restrained to a bed as the remaining members of the medical and research team fled the room. I won't be locked in here with these things, not with you, he screamed at the man strapped to the table. What are you, he demanded. I must know. The subject smiled. Have you forgotten so easily, the subject asked. We are you. We are the madness that lurks within you all, begging to be free at every moment in your deepest animal mind. We are what you hide from in your beds every night. We are what you sedate into silence and paralysis when you go when you go to the nocturnal haven where we where we cannot tread. The researcher, pa the researcher paused, then aimed at the subject's heart and fired. The EG flatlined as a subject, weakly choked out, so nearly free, were his final words. And that's a Russian sleep experiment. Hmm. What's your thoughts? It's bullshit. It is bullshit, but it's a very it's good story. It's interesting. It's very interesting. So I did a little bit of research, because I also agreed that this was going to be bullshit. But then at the same time, I know that real-life experiments have happened on Yeah, humans. I feel like there's something... That around it it's got to be based on something so that I, happened I, I did so i did some research and I, I don't want to say it was just russians but i do know that russians were quite because bef during the cold war times and even before that at world war ii times like russians did i'm sure every country's done horrible things but russia was notorious for keeping things secret and doing things oh, without russians the world. Don't give a fuck. yeah without the world knowing basically so, they own they own majority of the fucking nukes. They yeah, pretty much. <laughs> they know everything. So even though this is just a creepy pasta, the Soviet Union was indeed behind a number of secret scientific experiments, beginning from the early 1900s and continuing until the Soviet broke apart in the late 1980s. Most of these experiments were conducted by the Soviet secret services, an intelligent branch of the Soviet military. Not only were they known to be brutal, but they also never hesitated from conducting human experimentation. Some of the most disturbing and unethical human experimentation, way beyond what the US or North Korea could ever imagine, was conducted by the Soviet secret services. One of the most infamous scientific experiments by the Soviet secret services, that's difficult to say, I'm going to end up You did it very that, well, you've, you've gone straight through each time. Was, was a poison laboratory. This was a secret research facility developed by a professor of medicine, Ignaty Kazakov and headed by Lieutenant General Pavel Sudoplatov. Sorry if I butchered that. The purpose it's like of, having a Russian in the room. The purpose of this facility was to test various kinds of poisons developed with the intention of attacking the West. It is believed that the laboratory was again was activated again in 1991 and is still used to create deadly poisonous biological weapons for secret operations in the West. Human experimentation was rampant in the laboratory and the subjects were mostly politician, political, political prisoners. The goal of these experiments was to find a colourless, colourless, odourless poison that could not be detected even after the person died. Most of the victims died instantly. Some of the poisons tested were mustard gas, digitoxin, ricin, cure air and cyanide. The laboratory was also the place where supposed enemies of Russia were brought to be executed with these deadly poisons. This may not sound as creepy as a Russian sleep experiment, but they were real and terrified even the most powerful nation in the world today, the United States of America. No wonder the US didn't let the Soviet Union remain unified for too long. Shit. It's weird, isn't it? You 
so much happens behind closed doors and it's not just Russia you are right it's like every country but there's so so much torture because things had to be tested before they were set off yeah you know a, a lot of things that kill many now it's terrifying like how much how much we don't know about what what's going on in the world yeah like the the, the, the testing that would have been done like that that is obviously not not obviously but that's a, a made-up story yeah. or a very big stretch of something that might they might yeah. have even taken that as an example for i'm going to really push this yeah because it's it's a, a military testing site on prisoners of war which we know which is confirmed to have happened during the war prisoners of war were, were quite common to be subjected to testing like inhumane testing mm. um and they might have just thought, I'm going to make it sound a bit more glamorous, if you get yeah. what I'm saying, like a bit more of a scary Amp it story. Up a bit, yeah. yeah. Make it a good read. So that that was a Russian sleep experiment. How long do you reckon you could go for, like you personally? I reckon. At, what about I'd... sleeping? Yeah, thank three, you. <laughs> three days, I think I could do. That's pretty Sem- impressive. 72 hours. That's impressive. What, what would be your tactic? Do you, do you do, I haven't been able to do it. Do you be active to stay awake or do you rest to not be tired? I could probably, I could probably stay, I could probably do a day, I couldn't do more than a day. I could do one night, but honestly, I am the, like, I love a nap. Never I, mind I, I think the biggest secret is just to not sit down or lay down. Yeah, you've, you'd have to keep active, you'd have to keep moving. But to be fair, me and Shah went to Dublin, and we got the, uh, we woke up at three in the morning to get the flight at six. It was only at home side, so yeah. it wasn't far. And so I hadn't slept all the way through that. So I was up a full day then. And then the next day, we had like a day full of things to do. So we went to a prison and we went to, we, we had a look around a little bit. And then we had we were watching a play in the evening. Yeah. And while we were actually sitting in the prison, I fell asleep with my eyes open. Like, I, and I've never done it before, but I was just unresponsive. I was so tired. Is that the longest you've been awake? One day, yeah. I've I've done over forty eight hours in my golf before. No. But then when when I like, cause in in Maggie, you didn't come back till seven eight in the morning, and then you, you can either go to bed or if you if you started late, you're already you're not you know after a night out, you get to a point where like you're just drained and tired, and if if by that point when you get in, you're not. Instead of going to bed, you'll go chill around the pool for a bit and then maybe you'll start drinking again. And then you get to like four o'clock and you're like, fuck, I'm tired now. But if I go to bed now, I'm going to miss out a full night. Yeah. So I've got to stay awake. And then you do two nights on the balance. But that, like you say, that is tough. No, I couldn't do it. There's no chance. I watched a, an infographics uh, YouTube video on the, someone who holds a record for longest time awake. But it's, it's really dangerous to do. Like people... I think doctors that recommend not to do it. Cause I it bet can... you start like hallucinating. Yeah, you do. Like, that, that, was one of, that was one of the things. Yeah, you start hallucinating. Like he, he wasn't able to drive and stuff. Not because he was falling asleep, but because he was just hallucinating. Um, when So I didn't... I used to only sleep for an hour a night. That that was a lot. When I hurt my back and I was on Tramadol, a side effect from the Tramadol was that I couldn't sleep. It, like, it woke me up and my face would be itching and... It, I'd, I'd just stay awake all night and I just used to crash so there was like a period between four and five o'clock when I got back from college where I, I slept and then I was up for about six mm. six until seven the next morning and I was still awake and I went straight through but ever since I got uh, diagnosed with ME which was like five years ago my sleeping patterns just I'm always tired like and, and I keep active like I go 
my, my job's pretty active like yeah. teaching's pretty active and I go to the gym when I can and I try and do stuff because otherwise if I lay down on the bed I'll fall asleep if I lay down after work I'll fall asleep see I'm the opposite I, I my sleeping pattern used to be messed up but considering now I even work like 12 hour nights I, I've I, c- I can sort my sleep. My my sleeping pattern now is fine. Like in this moment, I can go to sleep at like eleven o'clock tonight, mm. and I'll be fine. Which a lot of people can't do if they've finished work yesterday at yeah. seven in the morning. But I I I, so I think if I really focus on I need like going to sleep, I can go to sleep quite easily. I, I listen to white noise when I go to sleep as well. Like, I listen to podcasts. Uh, see, I, I I can't listen to. I used to listen to podcasts, but I find myself like um, I find myself concentrating too hard on what they're saying on the conversation. So white noise. I put either a shower running sound effect on for twelve hours. Oh yeah, shower hates it. Yeah, because but I just love the sound of showers, bath filling sound effect, or like rainstorm rainstorm on a tent. But the thing oh, is, whenever I do rainstorm on a tent, I just need to not not I need to wee. I, I just I think back to like festivals because that's that's what I remember <laughs> it from. And then I think about how much of a good time I was having. I'm getting yeah. all fucking hyped. <laughs> I'm in bed like fucking hell, like what a good time. I'm like that's pounding. I'm like shit. I need to go to sleep. <laughs> no, I I. Anybody you ask sleep end up sleeping over with. So if I'm staying over at a friend's house and we're laid in bed and we're talking, like I'll lay there and because I'm tired, I'll start talking about some really deep shit. Mm. Like and it, and I don't know why. You talk about space. Or no, I get oh, like, really God, emotional. You need to talk about space. I get really emotional. I start like like just going into really emotional deep baggage. And then other people start going, oh, yeah, me too. And they start talking. As soon as they start talking, You're I'm asleep. asleep. Do you know what me and Shah do, which you'd love? We I can't do, help it. Me and Shah do this, which you'd love. Um, like when we went to Derby last weekend, she was uh, we was laid in bed and we had to be up quite early. I, I don't know if it was because we was coming back or I think it was because we were getting up the early zoo, the next day. Yeah, but I think the Sunday we left quite early to go watch footy. So we was laid in bed and we was like, shit, we need to go to sleep because we're up early. And we just go general knowledge quiz. And we'll just start asking each other fucking bullshit questions. And we, I, I can honestly say we'll never get past five questions each and we're both asleep. <laughs> it, it's bizarre how easy it works, but I'll just be like, what's the capital of this? And she'll be like, uh, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know. What about you? She'll be like, oh, how many legs does this have? And I'm like, oh, I, don't, I don't really know. And that, that's it. We just fall asleep instantly. Yeah. It's when, it's when other people start unloading their emotional baggage. You get all yours out of the way. You, out of the way. Seem, you, you must feel like a rat cunt for people. I'm such a shit. <laughs> People ain't stayed over with me because they'll start like I'll, I'll bring up something really like important, and they just start talking about their own emotional experiences. And when I'm finished talking, I'm like, "Now go fuck yourself." See, I'm I've, to bed. I've got a good question for you here, and this is like one of the deep questions that I ask my mate. It's not really deep, but you know, when you just sat around talking, you're like, well, "Would you rather do this?" What well, is that kind of like? Oh, would God, you rather? But so, if you was offered the chance to never ever sleep again. But you don't feel tiredness, so you'd never feel like you'd need to go to sleep. Would you take it? Well, I'd really like, I'd really like not to feel tired again. But at the same concept, I like sleep. The thing is, not sleep like you 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 spend a lot of your life asleep, like a, a very good portion of it. I'd probably say about forty percent of maybe thirty, 30 to forty percent of your life asleep. Yeah. Because not everyone sleeps for eight hours. No. Certainly not twelve for most people. No. Maybe just a bit less than it. So like thirty forty percent of your life asleep. Yeah. So, and when you're asleep, you're not doing anything. You're not, you, you just laid there doing I know, nothing. I but I enjoy the feeling. This is what I'm saying. Like, I think sleep's important. Even if you didn't feel tired, I think what, what gets people through the life is thinking it's day by day. 
Yeah. If you never sleep, you, you lose track of days. Like you, sleeping's not just to to like recharge your body; it's to reset your mind, isn't it? Mm. It's to think right. To, yesterday that was, was yesterday. Today yeah, a today's day. a new day. Today's a different day to yesterday. It might not be as bad. Like or, or it'll be better today. So they need that to feel sane to be like right. It was a different day. But nobody else would like. Not everybody else would be with me. So like, I I'd be like wandering around and. All right. Let, let's say let's say like you could remove it off the face of the earth. So no, everyone's what, like that. Yeah. No. I know, I know that we spend a lot of our lives asleep, and you know, people say like sleeping's for the dead, but I, I just like, I like the first thing I do, and it sounds so bad. Monday to Friday, the first thing I do when I wake up is I think, oh, I it's all right, because yeah, or I think it's only it's only ten hours, and then I'm back in bed, yeah. and then I can go to sleep because I enjoy it. I enjoy that feeling of where, and you don't think about it too much. But when you lay when you lay down and you get the comfy position and you know that it's the position you're gonna fall asleep in, and you there's there's a moment before you fall asleep and it's just euphoric, and you you're at peace and you're settled, and nothing hurts and nothing feels you're bad. You're sending bibs to sleep here. It's just getting all chilled out. This is my ASMR, yeah. <laughs> and you just you know you feel. You just feel bliss, and then you go to sleep. That sleeping's too fucking short for me. Like it, I do not think it's mad that. And I mean, I know your brain's not conscious, so you're not going to realise. But how short sleep seems. It does, yeah. It's it's a flash in it. It's like you you don't realise how long you're asleep. Yeah. It and makes know, it makes time it, fly. And I know it does waste time, and like you could be doing other things, but I'd like to have the option to sleep but never feel tired. Yeah. But then would you sleep? Because you sleep when you feel tired. I don't just lay there if I'm wide awake and think, oh, God, yeah, I'm there, There's nothing worse than trying to go to sleep when, you, when, you don't, when you're not tired. It's the most frustrating there's thing. There's been many a Christmas Eves. Yeah, like when I used to wake up to watch WrestleMania or Wayne, like three in the morning, I'd not be able to sleep. And it, it was awful. you just clock watching the whole time. I think it's even worse nowadays because everyone's got a phone. Like when we were kids, we didn't have phones. No. So. But when you've got a phone, it distracts you and it gives you a reason to stay awake. It's so, it's so, I know we used to get pissed off in that when... Like, we get our DSs taken off us at night or something. But it's so important to get that. Like, when I'm a parent, I'll be taking my kids, if I'm yeah. a parent, I'll be taking my Shout kids. Shout out, yes! I'm fucking listen. I'll be, um, I'll be taking the electronics off them at night up yeah, to a certain it's, age. Because it's, 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 it's important. It is. It, I think sleep is a massively important thing. A, a good sleep can set can set your next two or three days up, I think. Yeah. About, like, if I, if I have a bad sleep, right, say if... So say if I'm off work, but my next day is like tomorrow. I'm back at work. It's my first far on. Yeah. It's my first day. My far on. If I if I have a bad sleep, that'll affect me. Like a really bad sleep. Say if I can't get sleep to like two or three, and then I'm up at half five six, it it kills me for the next two days, not just one. Yeah. Like because then it, like and it's it's the worst thing. You'll know what I mean. You're at work or you're doing whatever, and you think I'm tired as fuck. I'm tired as fuck. And then sometimes. You'll get in bed and you'll be wide awake. Like you just laid there, like for fuck's sake, why am I not tired anymore? Yeah. It, that that's why I don't get how you can nap. Like if I nap, it fucks my sleep up for that night. I will not be able to get to sleep I, on time. I'm not joking when I say this as well. Sue will back me up. This afternoon, so it was about it must have been about half three. It was around half three and I was sat in Sue's room. I was sitting in Sue's room, that's terrible English. I was sitting in Sue's room and I laid my head on my gym bag. 
and I had a 10 minute power nap. Like, I fell asleep. I don't get how you can do it. I changed for the gym. I was like, right, I'm off to the gym. But my eyes just get so heavy. And it is it is a thing about ME. It's it's tiredness. It's not just like, that's not a general person thing. And I understand that. And I've made my peace with it. It really got me down a lot at university because people were going out and, and all I wanted to do was sleep. But I think I have a better relationship with sleep because of it. Like, if I'm tired, I'm just like, yeah, I'm tired. I'm going to have... I'm going to have a couple of hours. I'm not going to feel bad for it. And if I don't want a nap, I won't nap. I don't feel I don't feel bad as in guilt. I feel like, when for me personally, when I if I have like an hour's sleep, it feels like it tricks my body into thinking, right, you've had a good sleep now. When, yeah. I, when in my mind, I'm like, I haven't had a good sleep. I've had an hour, but my body, at, at half ten at night, when I've, <laughs> yeah, when I've turned my phone off and I'm like, right, it's bedtime now. It's like, fuck, what are you have to sleep for, mate? You've like, had an hour. Yeah, you've, you've had your sleep. Get up and I'm, I'm sat there like, for fuck's sake, I'm never going to sleep tonight. No, my mine just i i just sleep i'm a i'm a naturally sleepy person i think i'm just not so you so you you wouldn't get rid of it no i don't think i would would you no no i think sleep's too important meant for mentally like yeah like for your mental state to yeah. be like right it's, it's a reset it's a it's like turning pressing reset on your computer every day it's like right yesterday happened but i'll start fresh tomorrow and if you never have that correlation between what was yesterday and what was today because your life is just one long day really if you yeah. don't sleep so no i wouldn't but yeah, that's a nice little topic to end it on because we are, it was based on sleep. Normally we I know, go, and I'm no, now. Normally we go so <laughs> off tangent, but it kind of stayed it relatively is. on. It is, it so, is Monday will be Strangers. Strangers, which I've already watched. I'm going to watch it tonight. And I've already got tomorrow. my mini episode for two weeks. Yeah. Two weeks, I'm ready. God, I love The Strangers. So I can't talk about it on this one, but I, I forgot, know, I I I forgot how good it was. But I we need can, to watch it. I'm we can record that tomorrow off, off Wednesday, but I'm at Dad's Wednesday, so. I'll, um, I'm not all day long. I'll watch it tonight because tomorrow I've got netball. Alright, so tune in Monday for The Strangers. Thanks right. for listening. Thanks for listening. Bye.